You are listening to the Prepared Warrior Podcast, where law enforcement and military trainers discuss cutting-edge training, tactics, and technology. Here is your host, John Wilson. You are listening to a Pinpoint Edition of the Prepared Warrior Podcast. Prepared Warrior Pinpoint Editions are shorter discussions that focus on a specific topic requested by you, the listener. I am your host, John Wilson. I always like to start every episode with a quote. This one is from Thucydides, the famous general and historian, who said, The society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Our guest, Jeff Quayle, is the co-author of the new book, A Scientific Approach to Reality-Based Training. Jeff has a master's in applied psychology from the University of Liverpool and is a court-declared expert on use of force and officer safety. Currently the CEO of Setcan Corporation and senior advisor to Stressvest Incorporated. Thanks for coming, Jeff. Oh, it's great to be here, John. Now, our question for this episode comes from Sergeant S., a senior police instructor in charge of scenario training with their agency. The trainer asks, I still struggle to understand the proper usage of the term negative reinforcement. How does the term apply to its use in reality-based training? How would you respond to that? Well, this is actually quite common. And I have to admit, myself, even though I obviously have a background in psychology, Mm -hmm. I still get confused by the terms at times, too. Mm -hmm. Um, B.F. Skinner, uh, originally with his theory of operant conditioning, introduced the the idea of negative and positive reinforcement and punishment. And unfortunately, he chose uh, to use the word negative as opposed to subtraction. And right. So so you assume negative reinforcement is something bad, like something yes. you don't you don't want? Yes, and I think especially in the training community, when mm-hmm. we hear the word negative, we do. We think of a negative connotation. And unfortunately, uh a lot of trainers look at negative reinforcement as describing something that is occurring that they don't want. And primarily, I'd say that the confusion often is uh, confusing what is sort of referred to as training scars mm-hmm. with negative reinforcement. In other words, the student is now doing something in training because of uh, improper training that was delivered, mm-hmm. uh, which actually describes more of a training scar situation and does not describe true operant conditioning negative reinforcement okay so it's not the same as training scars um so my you know base understanding of negative reinforcement that would involve you'd have pain penalties and that would be where the negative comes in where something uh, maybe is um you know happens in the training the person is is hit with something or, or receives a penalty is that is that what the term negative is referring to no actually what you're describing there is the principles of punishment And punishment is different uh, than negative reinforcement. Punishment describes the use of an aversive stimulus to reduce behavior that you don't want. I see. Okay. Um, So, obviously, we're all familiar with punishment from being raised with our parents, where when we did something wrong, it was immediately followed with some sort of aversive stimulus. Um, So... 
it is different from negative reinforcement because negative reinforcement, we actually are, are trying to increase a desired behavior, where punishment, we're trying to decrease an undesired behavior. So let me give you a training example so we can clarify the difference between the two. Sure, sounds good. Um, let's look at somebody that is uh, is in a, in a training scenario. We'll say that the, the adverse stimulus, like you described, will be a pain penalty, whether that's through a projectile, a training a non-lethal projectile round that gives kinetic energy uh, pain stimulus, or uh, using the stress vest where we use uh, localized safe electrical shock to give a pain stimulus. It's irrelevant, but we're going to say that a pain stimulus is being used uh, during the training. Um, and for this scenario, we'll say we're, we're, we're watching somebody that is, is, is displaying their ability to move around a corner tactically. So we want them to use the cut the pie tactic. Right. Right. Okay. Where they're trying to locate the person potentially around the corner before that person can locate them. If they do it wrong, if they just walk around the corner and our role player has a, a training firearm, now they shoot the officer that's, that's coming around the corner, um, they're going to receive a pain penalty. Um, and the, the, the reason we are doing that is to decrease that officer's behavior in the future. In other words, we, want the, we don't want them to just walk around a corner if they're you know, clearing a building where somebody might be armed. Um, so we're going to punish them for that behavior and say you did it wrong, and we want to change that behavior and behavior. We want to reduce that behavior in the future. That describes punishment. Negative reinforcement would be the officer comes up to the corner. They use a behavior that we desire, so they cut the pie slowly. They locate a potential subject before the subject can locate them, and they don't rapidly move around the corner now, and they call the subject out to them, uh, preventing them from being hit with a pain penalty. So in other words, they removed the aversive stimulus by their actions. And this will increase that behavior or action in the future. So would you say that negative is used in a way to take away... Um... Uh, a negative thing, almost take away what the problem would be. Exactly. And that's how we, that's where the confusion okay. is, right? Is yeah. that we, we think of negative, um, but we don't look at it as that negative sign or mm -hmm. that subtract sign. Is Can you give another example of uh, negative reinforcement, something that's completely different, like a completely different scenario where, where you would say like, this is where, this is negative reinforcement. Sure. Um, and I think that, this is probably a good place to use it to explain, well, why is this important? Right. Why do trainers need to know this? I'll give you an example. A lot of trainers out there currently are training active uh, shooter scenarios. And let's say they desire to have students learn how to penetrate into a room to engage uh, the, the assailant. Mm -hmm. But they set up a scenario so that the students enter the room and as soon as they enter the room let's say they're wearing stress vests and the assailants are going to ambush them as soon as they enter that room okay so if we take a, a step back and look at that what are we doing well we are punishing them for entering that room so i always say to trainers when they're setting up their scenarios why are you punishing them if you want them to enter the room 
Why would you set it up so that when they do the action you want, you're punishing them for doing it? Because you're reducing the likelihood of that behavior in the future. Versus negative reinforcements, which might set up the same way where we have somebody ready to shoot them as they go through the room, mm-hmm. but is done in such a way that allows them to get into the room, allows them to deal with the threat appropriately first. Mm-hmm. However, if they fail to do that, so let's say they fail to come into the room and dig the corner and find that person in the corner ready to ambush them, well, that's a behavior we might want to punish. So if they do it properly, they remove the chance for them to be shot. If they do it improperly, they'll be punished for that behavior. The simplest uh, way to look at it is, it's like teaching a dog to sit. We don't say to a dog, sit. And the dog sits and then smack it in the side of the face. And expect it to sit when you say sit again in the future. Right. Yeah. No, you want to reward the proper behavior. And the reward, I guess, would be the opposite of being punished. Right? I mean, you're not giving uh, police officers treats. But you're, you're, you're not punishing them because they did the right thing. Ah, well, you, you're very close, but you're actually uh, speaking about our, our sort of our, that last sort of level of reinforcement, which is positive reinforcement, right. which is rewarding the behavior you desire in the future. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Well, if you think of the after action review, when we're, we're done our scenarios and we're, we're speaking to, to the individuals involved, this is where we can reward mm-hmm. behavior that we're happy with. So now they have the instructor uh, reinforcing to them saying, excellent job, great job, uh, this was perfect. And, and now we, we sort of refer to it as compound reinforcement because you might have, let's say that cut, cut the pie example, mm-hmm. you might have them uh, increase in behavior because they did it properly through negative reinforcement. Yep. And then now when we debrief them during the after action review, we revisit it and the instructor provides a reward, which is accolades saying, great job. That was excellent. That was perfect. Again, to increase that desired behavior in the future. Well, that makes it pretty clear for me. I hope that uh, answered your question. Sergeant S, thanks so much for writing in. And thanks so much, Jeff, for coming on to be the one to answer the question. Thanks for having me on, John. Uh, There's far more qualified people than myself that could provide probably a better answer, but hopefully this provided some clarity. All right. Thanks again, and thanks for listening. This has been the Prepared Warrior Podcast. For more info on our guests or other episodes, check out thepreparedwarrior.com. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the Prepared Warrior Podcast, email j-o-n at theprepared warrior.com.